Post-game podcast time at TD Garden. DJ Bean, Ken Laird, 3-2. to two, The Carolina Hurricanes win this one in overtime. The fourth straight OT game for Boston Deej. And the Bruins have won two and lost two of these. It's a team in Carolina that is not quite in the playoff picture. They're actually hanging around, I guess, hovering uh, near eighth place. So they're not the worst team on planet Earth. But uh, they're, they're obviously a team that has a couple missing parts. And uh, Boston expected to win tonight. They didn't get the two points. They get one of two. They get a... Sh- uh, a brief uh, first place solo jaunt here, I guess, one point up. Uh, I don't know. What do you make of this one? It was uh, the, the players and uh, Claude Julian seemed a bit disappointed with just getting one of the two afterwards. Well, you come off a Tuesday's game and you say, geez, I me, mean, we talked a while back, uh, or we talked after the Panthers game of, all right, so do you start Gustafsson now? And I was saying, oh, no, of course not. You go back to Tuca. He's done back-to-backs before, and you ride that out. They don't start Tuca. They get a shutout win and a brilliant performance out of Gustafsson and you think, oh geez, now they're hitting it big because now they definitely win against the Hurricanes on Thursday and going into Saturday, maybe depending on what Tampa does on Friday against Philadelphia, maybe you're still in first place. So now you're sitting pretty and the Bruins here kind of blow that opportunity. They, uh, The goalie for Carolina, man, Cam Ward, what happened to that guy? He is so he is so tough to watch, and um, th- yeah, like they he didn't stop anything cleanly. Yet they couldn't get to any of the, their rebounds. They they couldn't get to the front of the net, and as a result, they get one point out of it. But that second point was certainly there for the taking. It was a bad change in overtime too by uh, Patrice Bergeron. Nobody wants to blame. The, yeah, let's, the, let's make the this the yeah. Let's make this the one time where we're like, you know what, Patrice Bergeron, man, way to screw it up for everybody. Well, he took two penalties tonight too, as you continue to mention, a, a career high in penalty minutes, and one of them led to a power play goal against, and was kind of a special teams. I don't want to say they lost it on special teams tonight, but they they didn't. Well, they scored one of their own. They they have been having trouble drawing power plays of their own here of late. Yes, uh, especially the last uh, years and years and years, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, the what uh, two two power plays I believe they they had and they were and yeah one of the Bergeron ones leads to a power play uh, goal for Carolina which uh, I don't really know what the rhyme or reason is to this uptick in Bergeron's penalty minutes every year uh, obviously having five uh, recently in the fight against Blake Wheeler will do that but I mean that that the, the the Bees' power play, as you know, has been dynamite since the, the trade deadline, but when you take Patrice Bergeron off it for two minutes, then it's got quite the different look. Yeah. I think just in general, to sum it up, they were a bit off in every facet of the game tonight. Uh, special teams, as we talked about overtime, skating legs weren't quite there. Uh, Tuca played, I guess, well. You, you, could, you could point to the goaltender as he kept a minute, um, you know, even... Uh, I thought Posternak had a pretty good game. He, he did get them a point with a nice goal, but as you say, Ward was not on the top of his game Well, so either. that's, a, like, let, let's talk about that goal because the reaction from the, the Twitter sphere and everybody was, wow, what a snipe from Posternak. What, like, that's a goal scorer's goal. That's a, he was at a bad angle. He had Louis Erickson in front of the net, and who was it? Was it Pesci? Was, back. Yeah, Pesci was between Pasternak and Erickson. No goalie needs to worry about Erickson in that situation. Well, Pasternak's very convincing. There's somebody there who's going to take away the pass. How do you not hold the post there? Like, 
it was a great shot by Pasternak, great picking the spot and everything. That spot should never be there in a million years. Horrible goaltending. That's a fair point. David gets his 10th of the year. Uh, that gives him eight in double digits in scoring and 25 now for Louis Erickson on his way to 30, as you mentioned to me before we started. They didn't this. have any 25 goal scorers last year. Wow. And they're going to, they have, obviously, they have three right now. Uh, Bergeron's knocking on the door of 30, which would be his third, I think. He's uh, he's at 28. Marshan's at 35, or at 34, I should say. Yeah, not since 2002 03 have they had three 30 goal scorers. When they get into the playoffs, and it looks like they will, it's not official yet, but they're, they're in a good spot here. What will their identity be? When they're talk, people are talking about them on NHL Network and. Uh, you're, you, they'll be throwing out those numbers that you just you know mentioned three thirty goal scores and are they going to be viewed as a dangerous offensive team or a classic Claude Julian lock you down team? Uh, probably is a team that will live and die by its scoring and goaltending and the thing in between that isn't so delightful <laughs> and usually those teams don't last very long in the playoffs but I think this season should be an interesting exercise in observing whether or not teams that maybe aren't particularly strong on defense can go a couple rounds and my thinking is they can like you look across the teams in the eastern conference which of these teams do you say oh god i'm terrified of running into that defense i mean not many jump out not many jump out at you uh Washington, obviously, yeah. you're scared of, but you're scared of everything with Washington. I mean, yeah. that's a balanced team that's that's going to kick your ass pretty thoroughly uh, with anything. So I think you look at the Bruins, you'd like to have David Krejci performing better. Uh, you'd like Ryan Spooner 5-on-5 five five very quietly has kind of dropped off a bit of late. Uh, the Bergeron line has carried them, but if most of these guys' performances this season has been any indication, if they all raise their game at the same time, then they'll be a deep, balanced scoring team offensively, and they'll just have to hope that between their offense and Tugarask's goaltending, it can make up for whatever they lack on the back end, which I still think is a lot. Saturday matinee, Johnny Boychuk and the Islanders come back, and then 8 of 9 on the road. Talk to you Saturday. Yes, sir. They'll win against the Islanders after <laughs> after crapping their pants against the Hurricanes. They will. The good teams they've been handling, that's a good point, and uh, the bad teams struggling a bit. We'll keep on it here. Down the stretch as the Bruins have a share of first place, one-point lead over Tampa and Florida, although those teams with games at hand. We're brought to you by AT&T here on the Bruins Postgame Podcast.